It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Malk, a partner and attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys, all followers of Jesus, and we focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call 312-726-1243. Do you care about unborn children? Do you know that a child begins life at the moment of conception, not at the moment of birth or moment of quickening, but from the very moment that a child is conceived, it is a living human being with the DNA is set and the gender is set and their their life is in front of them and they begin to grow. And now we're hearing even more horrendous legislation has been enacted by the Illinois General Assembly recently, uh, increasing the rights of abortion uh, and abortion seekers and abortion providers and we're fighting an uphill battle. How can we change people's hearts? Should we just give up? Or are there different things that we should do? And today we will be encouraged by Mary-Kate Knorr, the executive director of Illinois Right to Life, a pro-life not-for-profit organization combining research and educational outreach to advocate for legislation that protects the unborn. Illinois Right to Life also serves and supports women and men facing crisis pregnancy situations to help more parents choose life. Mary-Kate, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I know, and talking to you before we came on the air, that uh, you, you have the same anguish that many of us have about this, these new laws. Tell us what exactly uh, is happening le- legislatively. What are the new laws about? And what do they provide? Yep. So uh, two bills were introduced in the state House and the state Senate back in February. Uh, at the time we were referring to them with their House bill numbers, it was House Bill 2467, which is the parental notification repeal and uh, the Reproductive Health Care Act, House Bill 2495. Um, since then, you know, how the Illinois legislature works is when they hit some roadblocks with the public in terms of convincing them that legislation is right for them. Uh, They manipulate the process so that they can push it through without the approval of the public. And that's exactly what they did with these abortion bills. So ultimately, the Reproductive Health Care Act, which pretty much wipes the books of all abortion restrictions in the state of Illinois. Give us some examples of what's what's there now. Uh, So essentially what this law does is it repeals the ban on partial birth abortion in the state of Illinois uh, it repeals the ban on partial birth abortion. So there is a ban, or there was a ban, say you can't abort a child while it's being born. Right, that's correct. And and now that's okay. Now that's okay. Uh, there is a federal law that says you can't do that, but at the state level, that they chose to take that law off the books. Okay. So it, it go ahead. Sure. It repeals the late term abortion ban. So it says that we can now abort a baby up to the moment of birth for any reason at all. 
Uh, the you know, and it's interesting how language is used in this bill because they say in the bill that it uh, that that this late term abortion has to be determined by the health of the mother, um, but they determine health of the mother as anything: financial health, familial health, relationship health. Uh, so they can come up with any excuse that they want. And, and there's and they're saying that abortion is quote unquote a fundamental right, That's and so correct. that a they they say a fertilized egg, which is actually right. a human being, embryos, mm-hmm. which isn't just an embryo; it's actually a human being, right? Or fetuses, yeah, which is another word for human being, right? Just not born, right? Do not have independent rights under the laws of this state. So there's no attempt to balance or to care for these uh, least protected and and least able to protect themselves people. Right. And John, as a lawyer, you can attest to the fact that the way that they've worded this in the law, it really just opens up the floodgates for um, infanticide. I mean, the law is intentionally vague, the way that that it's written here. You know, I know it opens up the gates for infanticide, but that's almost missing the point right because because we're engaged in infanticide uh, how many abortions in Illinois in a given year uh, roughly 40,000 40,000 mm-hmm. children that are, are being slaughtered every, every year uh, and wow there's always a place for a child mm-hmm. it's it's not that there aren't adoptive families and and ways that uh, women can be helped to right. keep a child if they want. Um, there, there's no uh, child that's unwanted. And so there's no need to kill these children other than, to me, it's shaking a fist at God. Is that what's happening? Absolutely. 100%. You know, and I think that one of the things that as the pro-life movement that we've gotten ourselves into a little bit of a debacle is that we have put so much emphasis on science, which of course is important. And of course, that science, it's true that science is on our side. We have kind of forgotten who gives us purpose and who gives our life purpose. And that's God. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Malk, partner law firm of Malk and Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear prior episodes of Lawyers for Jesus inter- interviews, visit MalkBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates. Today we're speaking with Mary-Kate Knorr, Executive Director of Illinois Right to Life, about the horrendous new changes in the Illinois law encouraging, really, abortion and giving no rights, uh, not that there were many before, but uh, none to any unborn child. So continue uh, to tell us there's 40,000 abortions? 40,000 abortions, um, roughly annually. That number you know, goes up and down based on the laws that are in place at the time. Um, one of the most alarming things that we, that we are looking at moving forward is one of the bills that they uh, wanted to push through and they were unsuccessful was the repeal of parental notification. So this law requires that a minor woman who is seeking an abortion, um, her parents must be notified 48 hours before she receives the procedure. Um, the 
pro-choice legislators who passed the Reproductive Health Care Act have said that during the veto session, they intend to force this repeal of this parental notice law. And this is alarming because in 2017, we know that the youngest girl, not a woman, a girl, to receive an abortion in the state of Illinois and have it paid for with taxpayer funding was 12 years old. So any responsible adult can look at that situation and say something is not right. And responsible adults, legal guardians, parents need to be involved in that decision. Yeah, and the Illinois Supreme Court, by the way, in, in a spectacular opinion, approved parental notification after almost two decades of litigation back mm-hmm. and forth from the appellate courts to federal courts bouncing around. The Illinois Supreme Court put its foot down unanimously saying parental notification is legal, not because of parent rights, but because of the right of the mother to be fully informed about what's happening. Because these are young girls, uh, as, as you say, 10 years old, 15 mm-hmm. years old, without life experience. That's what the court recognized. And even if abortion is legal, which we don't think it should be, but uh, let's have the common ground with those who say, let's try and follow the law within that and, and do the best we can for children and and notify them and notify their parents and let there be a discussion so they can make the right decision. Now, there are people who don't like that. That's correct. There are legislators who say that we're putting these girls in a potentially violent situation at home by involving their parents in a decision that should be theirs alone to make. But the reality is we're empowering traffickers, uh, abusers by giving them this opportunity to take the girl that they're abusing into an abortion clinic and have her receive an abortion without any legal guardian or parents notified at all. And then it just continues this cycle of trafficking and abuse, um, and particularly in this area that's a trafficking hub. Yeah, we, we hear this from the legal end all the time when people are critical of a law. They don't examine the full impact of it. There's no doubt that once in a while a parental notification law could end up being harmful, but most of the time is going to end up in children being saved and women making better decisions. And if it's going to keep the uh, traffickers and uh, the the boyfriends that uh, rape these little girls and and it's going to cause all of them uh, to have to become accountable, the, the good will far outweigh the bad. And so really, it seems to me what we've got is ideology versus common sense and love. Absolutely. And and, and you're agreeing. You're nodding your head. Mm-hmm. And you're saying absolutely. You can even say amen because this is lawyers <laughs> for Jesus. Indeed. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Well, uh, we also have a provision uh, in recent law saying that we taxpayers have to pay for abortions for uh, public employees, uh, state employees, and uh, uh, people who are on welfare. Now, this didn't used to be. Uh, Governor Rauner said he was going to veto this legislation. Uh, Governor Pritzker obviously applauds it because they're doing all all that they can. What's your feeling about that? Yeah, uh, well— 
you know, it's just one more way that the abortion industry is really taking advantage of our political situation here in Illinois. Um, You know, at the national level, Planned Parenthood said that they were going to leverage states like Illinois after uh, Justice Kavanaugh was appointed to the Supreme Court. And they did that because of something that you mentioned prior to, you know, the beginning of our conversation on air, which is that uh, there's potentially a threat to Roe v. Wade. So, Planned Parenthood is doing everything they can to really get their claws in in states like here. Wow. Well, coming up, we're going to talk further with Mary Kate Knorr, Executive Director of Illinois Right to Life, about what we can do, because God is never fooled by these things, but he often wants us to get into the battle in different ways and fight with more intensity. I'm John Malk, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Hi, I'm Ashley. My husband and I really wanted to adopt, but we were intimidated by all of the adoption regulations and paperwork. We needed an attorney who not only understood the law, but also cared for our family. That's what we found with the attorneys at Malcolm Baker. The team at Malcolm Baker not only carefully guided us through the adoption process, but they also regularly took the time to pray for our growing family. It's so clear that their dedication to the gospel drives what they do. Call us at 312-726-1243. That's 312-726-1243. And let's talk. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Mauk, an attorney at Mauk and Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of the show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Uh, today, in the first segment, we were speaking with Mary-Kate Knorr, Executive Director of Illinois Right to Life, about the horrendous new changes in Illinois law and pushes by Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry to make abortion uh, widespread and give no protection whatsoever to these young mothers, uh, confused fathers, and of course, to the helpless uh, little children. Today, uh, we're going to follow through with that. What can you do? uh, And what do you say, uh, Mary-Kate, to the listener who says, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I don't have a lot of money. Are they just supposed to uh, say, well, I guess that's God's will? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, there's a lot that you can do. Uh, first and foremost, we have a program called Project Love that people can get involved with. Right, Project, Project Love. Love is a grant program that we work directly with pregnancy resource centers in the in the state of Illinois. If they have a client who is overdue on her rent or um, needs some financial help, we'll essentially, after a short application process with her, we will basically write a check to her creditor or whoever she owes that money to. And that's a really uh, very practical practical, tangible way that we can help these women make life-affirming choices. Um, In addition to Project Love, we are also working on some initiatives. The first is we're creating what are called pro-life starter kits. So they're essentially a box that has every single thing someone might need if they want to bring pro-life information and pro-life arguments back to their community. We have pamphlets. Back to their community or their church or their school. Absolutely. Whatever 
makes sense for you and your life. Uh, so we have training manuals that teach you what, you know, what arguments to make um, and how to answer certain questions, resources for, you know, statewide resources, uh, local resources based you on know, where you're the, from. The word says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Absolutely. And so you want to give people knowledge Absolutely. so they'll help these little ones not to be killed. And that's really what empowers women to make to make life-affirming choices is the information that they need to, you know, as you said earlier, to uh, make those choices. And how, how does prayer come into all of this? Gosh, we ask everyone for prayer everywhere we go. Um, you know, the enemy is alive and well in the world, especially in the state of Illinois. Uh, you know, I talk often about in November. And probably rejoicing. I can see the demons down in Springfield uh, giving high fives. Absolutely. And we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And, mm -hmm. and we know that God's people are fighting against this. And sometimes that's just when we're going to have the breakthrough. People Amen. are going to start realizing that we're killing children and, and, and their consciences will be stricken. Those that haven't been already uh, seared. Amen. And in the midst of this bad legislation, there has been so much grace, just an outpouring of grace with pregnancy resource centers, new centers that have opened. Uh, you know, the culture of the state is really changing. So we have to, you know, give glory to God for that. And we also have to be praying for the abortionists and the abortion providers because they're people uh, created in the image of God, but totally deceived and in captivity, mm -hmm. uh, reminding ourselves that our battle is not against the legislature. It's not against Pritzker or Rauner. It's not against flesh and blood, but mm -hmm. it's against the principalities and powers and spiritual forces in high places that are directing against God, this kind of abortion uh, uh, platform and, and, and program. So if, if we don't pray and we don't read our scriptures, uh, it's not going to help to to, to go online and so forth. But we, when we're doing that, then we go online. What is your website, by the way? IllinoisRightToLife.org. All spelled out, IllinoisRightToLife.org. And so if someone goes to that website, where do you recommend that they they start? Or should they just uh, ramble around or they, should they go... Uh, can they find the package that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know, start with our blog. Our blog, we update our blog every couple of days and it has really all of the information I think that you'll be looking for. It has um, in links to the resources that I was just describing. Uh, it'll have links to our apologetics tour coming up in the fall, which we'll be actually teaching trainings all across the state that we people can come to. Uh, so it really has all of that information, background information on the laws, and everything. What I, what I recommend for people visiting our website, mountbaker.com, and I think it would apply for, for you, is don't make it a one-stop visit mm -hmm. to to drop in on the website and, and uh, visit a few pages and, and, and mutter a few prayers. Get on the newsletter mm -hmm. and be asking, God, help me. You know, it's hard. Soften my heart. Give me a heart for the unborn. Let me feel what it's like. And then get on the newsletter because that'll be a continual education and reminder and encouragement uh, that'll come in. How often are you, do you get a newsletter? Oh, we send newsletters every couple of days. And, in the, you know, we're not spamming you by any means with your in your email. We are providing, you know, hard-hitting, important information that you need to know here in the state and real action items, things you can actually do. Amen. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Malk, partner of law firm of Malk & Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear prior episodes of Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MalkBaker.com.
You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates. Today, we're speaking with Mary-Kate Knorr, Executive Director of Illinois Right to Life, about how you can get involved in fighting to protect unborn children. Well, tell us a little more, uh, Mary-Kate, what... Uh, what people can do. Can they get speakers to come to their church? Sure. So as I mentioned previously, we're planning an apologetics tour. Uh, essentially, what we'll be doing is inviting churches, schools, individuals in their homes to host us, to host one of our staff, and we'll come and train people in your community uh, on how to talk about the pro-life issue. We need to be able to have civil discourse on abortion, and we need to feel confident in taking solid arguments to those conversations. So we believe that we can come and train people and actually help them learn how to do that. And how, how that's an important thing you mentioned, there's civil discourse, mm -hmm. because sometimes, in my experience, I'm afraid, or the people I'm coaching are afraid to talk about the subject because it's, it's too uh, emotional or mm -hmm. it's too volatile. And so there are ways to uh, approach the subject and have good conversations with people uh, that can be taught. Absolutely. What, what would you give us an example of, of how to uh, how, how to talk? Let's pretend I'm, I'm a, a very staunch uh, uh, pro-abortion, pro-choice sure. pro <laughs> advocate and – Hey, why should I even talk to you about this stuff? You guys are just nothing but but Bible thumpers. Sure. So Stephanie Gray is a, a pro-life speaker that I love and I really emulate her style because she does a great job of appealing to the truths that are written on the human heart. So she'll ask questions. We, I, I think right now that the best way to start these conversations is by asking the right questions. Uh, so we can ask qu people questions about, well, who are your heroes and what makes them heroic to you? You know, what, what makes a person a hero. And when we kind of dive into those questions about the people in our lives that we emulate, we find that oftentimes the reason that we see other people as heroes is that they're made some sort of self-sacrifice or they did something that was difficult for them. But through that suffering, they found, you know, some profound healing or something in that sense. And once we can draw those stories out of them, we can tie those stories back to stories that affirm life. Life has value. Life has meaning. And in that way, we can, you know, again, it, it, it is sort of a circular. You have to kind of know the well, style no, of the conversation. I, I, like, I like that idea, though. It's, mm -hmm. it's uh, first of all, asking questions. Yes. And, and, and rather than trying to win an argument. Absolutely. Uh, I've won a lot of arguments that I've lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Because I'm, I'm saying, oh, I made the point, but I didn't touch the heart. Right. And you're talking about about touching the heart. We have and, to change hearts. That really is how we win. And we have to start by saying, oh, oh Lord, change my heart. Amen. So I'm not about winning arguments, mm -hmm. but I'm about helping people and loving people and caring for the fact that they're in deception. Without immediately telling them so. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. So uh, you deliver these through a seminar program or your written materials. 
or all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. Uh, it's important. I think some people, people learn in different ways, right? So if we can offer this training program that people can actually come and listen to us and we can teach that way or through our pro-life starter kit, you can read that information for yourself and sort of reflect and pray on that in your own life, um, not in a training. And, you know, there's certainly a variety of ways that you can receive that information into your heart. Okay. So thank you, Mary Kate, for speaking with us today. Uh, I know donating is always uh, a help and uh, we, we didn't mention that, but uh, I, I think everybody realizes that. And uh, tell us once more, uh, your website? Sure. IllinoisRightToLife.org. And that's all spelled out. If you have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. We'll give you advice based on what the scripture says and how we're led by the Holy Spirit in prayer to find out how to help you accomplish your goals for God. You can reach us at 312 726 1243 or at that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter at our website. There's no charge. It's a great monthly letter or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Thanks for listening. I'm John Malk, attorney at Malk and Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. have to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody